Microphone checker. Oh, yeah. Shouts to everybody who checked out last week's episode with the one and only Johnny Shipes. Okay? The El Jefe, a cinematic music group. I mean, listen, this dude's journey has been crazy. Signing Nipsey, rest in peace. Joey Badass, Big Crit. I mean, listen, if you're someone who's into music, producer, thinking of doing a label, thinking of anything, to wanting to learn about the music industry from that level, send it to a friend. Check it out. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I always tell people... Tell a friend to tell a friend about the Premium Pete Show, man. Internet, listen, I love when I get a chance to check in with you before an episode, let you know what's going on with me, uh, give, you, give you all a shout, you know, let people uh, who've been listening from all over the world, you know, I, I really want to just shout them out, you know. So, you know, when I tell people to open up their Twitter app, open up the Instagram app, and at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show, check the fuck in. I love when, listen, Internet, international in the States, out the States, everybody's been checking in worldwide. I appreciate y'all. Make sure you at me on Instagram or at me on premium, uh, uh, Twitter and check in. Let me know where you're listening from. Let me know what episode you're listening to, okay? Or even if you just want to say, yo, Pete, man, good afternoon from the Netherlands. Okay, man, love, man. I see it all the time, man. People from all over. Like I said last week, Jakarta was on the check-in. You know, uh, Zimbabwe is always on the check-in. You know, these are international. London, Australia. You know, uh, Japan, it, it just keeps on going on. That's not even the States. So I want to really, really appreciate and shout y'all out. Now, listen, got a couple of uh, info for you. If you listen to this as soon as it comes out, okay, I'll be in Houston. Okay, that's that's this week. I'll be in Houston. You know, come say hello. You know, I'll be moving around the city, okay? But more importantly, for people who go to A3C, okay, I'll be down in A3C October. I think I'll be there probably the 8th. But we have two live Premium Pete shows. I'll announce who the guests are soon on, I believe, the 10th and the 11th. Uh, no? Okay, 11th and 12th. Internets, listen, I'll be down at A3C, okay? Come check your boy. You'll see the announcement of who uh, we're going to have on the show. We're going to do two Premium Pete shows out there. I'm going to probably try to do some entrepreneur shit and some hip-hop shit. Uh, A-King will be down there with me. My man Big Bowl of Benson. So come say hello. Internets, you know what it is. Listen. We've been going to A3C for years, man, for years. So, I, you know, I love the lineup this year. Love to see people. Love to, you know, it's always great when you when you get a chance to see the people that you fuck with, that fuck with what you're putting out over these years. Just fuck with, your, you know, things you got going on, you know. I'm just trying to stay balanced, man. I'm, I was with this crazy motherfucker the other day, Pistol Pete. I got the Sopranos con coming up. We're working on producing a bunch of things for that, you know, and, and, and really just, you know, moving, just trying to always balance between being an entrepreneur and at the same time being a father. You know, I always tell people, man, it ain't easy. You know, that's why I always say, if you're trying to, like, pursue some of your dreams or go after some of your goals, you're going to have to challenge yourself. You may lose a little bit of sleep. You may you may lose a couple of things, but, you know, it, it'll be all be worth it, you know, if you're willing to put that work in. Anyway, Internet, before we get to this week's episode, you know, I always get on my Pastor Pete flow. On Instagram, I recently just put up a um, stop seeing other people's success and thinking you're doing something wrong. Again, let me say that again. Stop seeing other people's success and thinking you're doing something wrong. And I always say this should be a daily reminder because if you think like that, it's a recipe for disaster. I always say find inspiration through what other people are doing, but never stop focusing on what you're doing. Okay? Internet, you know Pastor Pete's out here and Pastor Pete got you. Uh, Listen, this week's episode is with the one and only Diamond D, okay? The legendary Diamond D. The, to me, one of the most slept-on producers in hip-hop, 
okay? Not only, not only that, an artist himself. People who know of Diamond D, you're going to learn a lot more about him, okay? Stunts, blunts, and hip-hop, all, all, all his different production, making brand Nubian songs, song, jumping on a Q-tip song, you know, Sally got a one-track mind, you know, uh, doing stuff for the Fugees. Listen, internets. DITC. You know how many people I had on DITC already, uh, King? Man, listen, you know when there's a digging in the crates OG on the show, it's going to be a legendary hip-hop episode, a legendary producer, a legend, just, just the life and time of the legendary Diamond D on this week's episode of the Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the other smooth voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show cause milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium pete show Internet's welcome back to another episode of the premium pete show finally yeah sitting down here with my guy okay a producer a rapper a good fella a sneaker fiend right uh a father so uh, slash dj slash dj right right well actually that's where it all started from no doubt i started off as dj mm. diamond mm-hmm. d is in the building all right. Yo, we finally made this happen, man. I was, I, you know, I was thinking back, and it's funny whenever I do these episodes that we did with uh, Combat and Rest in Peace, I always think of like, it's like I want to do them, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, man, like we created gold at right. that time. Right. You know, at that time, I remember when you came on, like I remember even listening, like you, you were, ha- you were proud to be on. No doubt. You, you know, you were happy. You knew it was a circuit that was uh, a pure and and special and. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and and that's why I'm back here right now. Yeah, and, and and that means a lot, man. That means a lot. Who's at the door? Who's at the door here? Okay, 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 okay. All so, right. yeah, so yeah. how are you? Okay. So, so you know, um, when I think about it, I'm like, damn, man. You know, it's, it's ever hard. It's always hard when we have people that I really enjoyed the episode we did with Combat. But rest in peace to our brother Combat. Yes, Jack. sir. Yes, sir. First and foremost, man, you know, I want to bring people who, I always say this, for people who don't know of somebody, like for people who don't know of Diamond D, I want to let, you know, I want to let them know. For people who do know, maybe they can learn a thing or two. Okay. So we're going to start even, I want to start even from, you were born in the Bronx, right? Yes. Mom and dad, right? That's now, right. Now, what, 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 what did mom da- do? Um, my mom worked at um, Lord & Taylor, actually. You know, it's crazy, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My mother-in-law works at Lord & Taylor. Still right. to this day, mm-hmm. yeah. And 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 my father, you know, he held it down, you know, doing various jobs or whatever. But um, you know, my mom worked at Lord and Taylor. Did she get the discount on polo? Uh, yeah, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all of that. We'll, we'll jump around, but you even think about something so classic, like stunts, blunts, and hip hop, mm. hip hop, right? And you think about the front cover. I always talk about this. I talk about this with combat. I mean, people. Many people in the circuit will know mm-hmm. about you wearing the Bordeaux Jordan 7s. That's right. They had, just, front, they had just came yeah, out. On front of the cover. 1992, right. am I Nin- correct? 92, no doubt. And, and, and it's crazy to me that when I look back at sneakers and, and hip-hop albums, like Kid and Play, right. they were wearing Jordan 3s Yeah. Uh, uh, in front of those cars. That's right. You know, th- there was a couple people that really 
cemented streetwear, right? Sneakers and hip hop, right? That stands out for a lot of sneaker lovers. Oh, no doubt. What made was that something you just were like? Yeah, I'm nah, like these? you know, like um, I didn't have no stylists. You know what I mean? Oh, back then, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? So you know what I had on is just you know some everyday shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I didn't know at the time that I would be making a statement. You know, when you when you wore those Bordeaux sevens, like you know, there was no stylists like you were saying at that time. No, no, there were stylists. Okay, there were. That's right. But I, I actually had a, a label rep, and she helped me get that leather Dapper Dam jacket. Mm, mm. Um, but the um, everything else was me. Oh, they did get. Oh, that's right. Dapper Dan was making that interview. Of course, this is '92, so th- this is like when, when Dapper Dan went underground. How much was something like that at that time? I don't remember, but I told the label what I wanted, and 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 they got that green leather jacket for me, which I still have. Mm. Mm. To crush the outfit, right? You know, you think back of, uh, you know, it's funny because I was telling you off air your career as a DJ, as a producer, as a rapper, and even as a person has been special. And sometimes I think like when you're living your own life, you don't realize how inspiring that is to others, or or how special it is, like. I think back to, you know, and I, I know your career very well, but I think back to even, like, when you were producing. Right. And running around, what's this guy's name? Joe, uh, 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 who is the dude you were Joe producing? Control. Joe Control. Right. Man, that's classic. That's old school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I remember hearing this story right. where you uh, uh, were showing somebody some beats and you happened to be on, 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 one, on of one of the, the joints. On right. one of the joints. And you, you wanted them to fast forward through it. Right. And they were like, you know, t- tell that story. Yeah. Well, actually, I was producing for an artist named Joe Control out of the Bronx over there on Simpson Avenue, Simpson Street, pardon me. Um, and um, he, had a situ- he, he had a possible situation at, at the record label at the time, which was PWL Records. They had Ed O.G. He had a big song with, um, um, what's the name of that Ed O.G. song? Um, I got to have it. Okay, okay, okay. Pardon me. And um, I was doing his demos. So the A and O at the time, his name was Brian Chin, mm-hmm. and Brian heard the heard the demos of Joe, and and he told Joe, "Hey, listen, who's this guy rapping on one of these joints? You know, bring him down here." And Joe was like, "Well, he's the producer, also. He just spit on one joint." And um, I wound up going out there, and then. Um, they basically just made me an offer, and that <laughs> let. <laughs> but that shit wasn't weird to you, like. You yeah, know? it was weird because, like, you know, like you're supposed to be focused on Joe Control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just doing his beats, you know. I was in the group called Ultimate Force yep, at that yep. time. Yep. You know what I mean? But did you know? Did you know the business to do that to become an artist? Meaning, like, did you get yourself a lawyer? Did you know, like, how this shit work? No, 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 no. I, I had, I had the funds to get me a lawyer. At this point, I had already re- I had already produced Lord Finesse's first album or half of it. Mm, the Funky Technician. I, I did five joints on there with Showbiz and Lo- and and and, and um, DJ Premier. Shout out to Premier. So I was al- you know I, I already had a little bit of money coming in. So I did get a lawyer, but um, it's just weird that you come across a situation like that where you're the producer of an artist who got a demo deal from these guys. And then he goes back with the demos and they say, well, who's this guy, who's this guy rhyming on one of these joints? You know what I mean? So shout out to Joe Control. He, he could have just not said anything to me. Yeah. 
And then you know, he could have held that and be like, you know, he could yeah. he could have blocked it. Of course, you know, respectfully, no doubt. Like 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 I'm the I'm the one you're supposed to be paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, y'all, yeah. Y'all want y'all want me to bring the dude down here who's rhyming on the joint? Hey, listen, there's people like that. Even in sneakers, like you know, we we're talking obviously about stunts, uh, uh, blunts, and hip hop. Right. I remember uh, there was a dude uh, from LES and a- Avenue A. And he, he used to throw out his uh, Jordans, and they were brand uh, new. Oh, wow. After he'd buy another pair. And I'm like, right. why you throw them out? Right. I'm like, you could give them to somebody right. you know, that may need them. He's like, nah, fuck that. He's like, I don't, I don't like anybody in my neighborhood. I don't like any, you know. Okay, he had well. this attitude where he was like, yo, nobody cares He had his me. reasons. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm saying is there could be people opera, yo, I'm here for me, man. I don't even know what you're talking about right, right now. Right, 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 right. So it's crazy that that shit, I remember you saying, like, it kind of, like, fell in your lap. But it at the did. same time, your talent... You know, afforded that. You know what I mean? Like people heard something, right? You know, your voice was smooth. Mm. You knew how to put uh, 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 rhymes together, and at the same time, too, your production was crazy. No doubt. I, I think back too. I remember hearing uh, you went to college, and I'm, you know, oh funny. Westbury. Yeah. yeah, you know, I remember you saying that if you could have went away further, you 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 would have went. Away. Say say something if, like that. If I would have went away further, I might have hit the books harder. But being that I went to Old Westbury, which is just a 35-minute ride from Penn Station out in Long Island, I was still around the block, which kind of helped me get on music-wise because I was still able to go to a lot of those recording sessions for um, The Ultimate Force, yeah. which I was a DJ in that group. So, you know, if had I had I had went away, um, who's, to know, who's to say what would have you know, happened? I remember also hearing your mom, and you dropped out of college. I know that they weren't happy, and I remember. Oh no, nah, no, nah, she wasn't happy at all. Two techniques, she wouldn't for a thousand dollars. Oh yeah, no. Nah, and nah, she nah. said, "Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You just spent right thousand dollars on record players, and you're like, mom, these ain't no record players.' Right. Hey, listen, my mom. You know, she sacrificed a lot. She sent me to private school from first to twelfth grade. Mm. You know, I wanted to go to public school with all, you know, with all my niggas. You know what I mean? Um, she sacrificed a lot for me. You know what I mean? And then for me to drop out of high school to do some music shit, nah, she was not happy at all. You know what I mean? She wasn't happy at all until I got the front end of my budget, which. Maybe in '92 might have been like I had like a sixty thousand dollar budget, so I brought home a check for thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, which was slightly under what she made. My mom might have made about forty five thousand back then. That was a lot. You know, that was decent money. I mean, you in '92, yeah, no yeah. doubt. But you know, for for you know, for me to bring home a check in that size, it showed her that you know, damn, you know, it might you know, it might be some that he might be onto something. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? So that's how that played out. Was there any other moments in, in your deals and, you know, different labels and different albums that you were able to do something for her or show her something even more? You know, sometimes where people, you're able to take them on a trip or... Because mm-hmm. keep in mind, too, and I, and I and I said this to Law Finesse, too, and a couple other people right. from your era, especially DITC, Digging Into Crates, legendary, right. uh, 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 you know, group, man. You got to think about this. Y'all traveled the world, man. Like, you know... Going to Prague and Poland and right. Warsaw. What the fuck? Who would have thought of it? I mean, I'm from Brooklyn. Going to Japan, thinking of like that. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm. I, you know, maybe some people who are wealthy or rich, like, right, b- believe like, yeah, this is supposed to happen. Like, you travel the world 
right for producing down the line for, yeah yes. yeah for your lyrics right. for being for doing you know what i mean for you yeah no doubt so you know that that was that was real rewarding yeah you know what i mean now mom mom uh is mom still around Oh yeah, of course. And and so so she was able to experience a lot, of, you know, see see this coming to life. Yes, she saw it from the beginning. You know what I mean? Just from me, you know, allowing me to um play my music, you know, growing up in the room late at night, you know, she put up with a lot. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time, but as an adult, as I sit here right now with you, you know, I do realize it. You know what I mean? You know, my mom put up with a lot of shit. Yeah. Blessings to mom, man. Of course. Now, what about pops? You and pops had a good relationship. Me and my father had a good relationship. You know, he was he he was locked up for a while, but our relationship was strong. Mm. You know what I mean? He passed away in 1994. Rest, Rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah. Taught you uh, anything that still sticks with you? Taught me how to play chess. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, that's when you were away. Shit, I've been away. I remember I had to learn how to play chess. Right, right, right. And then and then when they thought you know I'm Italian, but when they thought I was Spanish, I had to learn how to play dominoes quick too. <laughs> Because they were like, yo, you want to use it? When I came in, they are like, yo, Poppy, you know. Right, right, right. Like, poppy, that's yeah. our phone right there. I can see them calling you, know? you Poppy, too. Yeah, they were like, yo, that's our phone right there. You can right. use our phone and, uh, you know, get yourself changed, come down, play some dominoes. I right, was like, right, Fuck. right. I, was, I remember being in the cell, like, I was like, fuck, man, I don't know uh-huh. how to play dominoes, man. Right. I don't know what to do, but, yeah. <laughs> now, you know, I asked that about Pops, too, because, you know, growing up, I didn't have the greatest relationship with Pops. Now, okay. it's even better. Nice. But, um... There's memories and there's moments that will always stick with me forever. Right. Like us, uh, you know, the Gi- he's a big Giant fan, you know. And uh, those two Super Bowls, man, I-, I remember I was with him and we were hugging each other and right, he was right, so right. happy because he grew up a Giants fan. Okay, okay, okay. And I remember, like, even one day, like, when I, because of him, I became a Giant fan. And, and I was like, yo, why don't we go to a game? And he's like, uh, you know, I usually like going, staying home. I'm like, right, fuck right. that. I remember going on, like, some website at the time. This is years ago. And. And 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 you know, maybe it was ticket mess, I don't know, but mm. but and getting like fifty yard line, like five fifth row, right, right. And and I was like, yo, how's this guy never been here before? Because you know we grew up like if we want something nice, we are gonna go to the steak, get the of nice, course, you know what I mean? Of course, of course. And he was more of like you know subtle, you right? Know what I mean, so I was glad to be able to do those things for him. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, but so now pops was able to see some of your success. Yeah? Of course, of course. He passed away in '94. You know what I mean, but he was able to see, you know, some of the earlier success, and you know he, he you know, he was proud of me. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, you know, back on this this legendary album, Stunts, Blunts, and Hip Hop. Okay, people call it a classic, but yeah. I remember last time we were sitting down, you told me that it wasn't even gold. Is it gold yet? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I really don't know. It's crazy because I remember. <laughs> I, I, I remember, really don't know. I, remember, I, I, yeah. I, I have to check the sound scans, but I really don't. It, it should be at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I, I honestly don't know. But I know when it came out, you know, it was one of those, it's one of those albums that um, it grew on people. When it came out because of the, you know, because of the label situation and maybe some other factors, it didn't really take off. It's one of those albums that um, people just came to love over the course of time. You know what I mean? So, you know, it is what it is. Do you remember your first time traveling international? I do. Where'd you go? I went over to Europe. This is like 1997. Fuck. Yeah, 97. I went over there, and um, 
It was a club in, in passport. The, you got your passport. Of course, there was a club in club in the UK called the Subterranean. All my people out there in the UK, y'all know what I'm talking about. All Bring you, them back all, the all, fuck out there. All you real hip hop motherfuckers out there, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? But that was the first year, like 90, like like 1997, and that showed me the love that hip hop had internationally. I had always heard about it, but that was my first time experiencing it. Yeah, I love that shit. You know, I love international hip hop love because unlike growing up in New York, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, you grew up in Bronx. Right. For some reason, I feel like we got to preface things before we say, yo, I don't mean to dick rob, but I really love the, your album here. Like, you don't right. need to say that. Right. Them, you know, out there, they just love it. Right. They appreciate you. Right. They don't have, they don't have, they don't have, they don't have, they don't have those boundaries. Yeah, yeah. You know what they, I mean? They're not going to buy, yo, I hope, you know, you don't think I'm dick riding. No. They appreciate what the fuck you did and what exactly. you contributed. Exactly. And, and, and it's funny because I think, like, internationally, it's amazing how an older artist who's been around for a long time could still go there. I mean, look, look, well, Finesse, you will. Yeah, of I course. Mean, he, he, still out there, still packed out with people. That's because we laid our foundation out Early, there. planted you know the seeds. I mean? Exactly. Planted the seeds. Now, what about, like, did you ever say to yourself, and I know you've been around doing a lot of things, like, still making music, and we'll, you know, we'll get to that, still, still doing everything. Right. But you ever say to yourself while you were in, like, Europe, like, what the fuck, I'm like, I can't believe I'm out here. You ever have a moment where you felt blessed? Like, I'm sure there's tough times, but... Of course, of course. You know, rocking rocking on stage in front of thousands of people, you know, and the crowd singing your rhymes with you. Of course you feel that. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what we get into this for, to make a living. And, you know, if, 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 if you're lucky enough, the crowd knows your rhymes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it was like the best of both worlds for me. If you didn't become an artist, I remember you always telling me that you would have been good just be from producing because you knew your beats were fire. Right. Now, it's funny because you wear all these different hats. Like, producer-wise, I, and I mean this respectfully, but I feel like you're very underrated. Right. As a producer. Some I feel people, I am, too. Yeah. <laughs> no question. Yeah, so, some <laughs> Yo, some people, I feel like some people don't even know some of the production you've done. Right. Even just like, I mean, we, we could go. Yeah, hold on, Pete. Yeah, you know, yeah. I have a, I have, I've had a lot of people who found out joints I produced say, yo, D, I didn't know you did that. Mm. You know what I mean? So everything you're speaking is all factual and true. Yeah, as as they say now, factory. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but listen, even like, you think about it, brand Nubian. Right. Punks, you know, punks jump up to punks get beat jump down. Yo, a legendary track. Mm-hmm. How does even something like that even happen? For people listening who don't even know that you produced that, like, right? How, how did that even happen? Okay, well, let's take it back to the beginning. Um, there was a song on. The trial called Quest album, Low End Theory, called Show Business. That you did, that you were on, right? I'm on. I didn't produce that. Shouts out to Skeff Anselm. Skeff Anselm produced that track. But I rhymed on that track with Jamal and Sadat. Tell the internet why you rhymed on there. Not only because you were nice, but... Okay, well, um, the story goes that Pooba didn't want to do his voice, his verse over. And I was down there actually playing beats for Tip. I was mm. trying to... I was trying to sh- Yeah, I was trying to play beats for Tip. You know, to get on the low low end theory, and Tip knew I had a situation, 
So he said, yo, D, you want to rhyme on the drink with the Nubians? And I'm like, hell yeah. Do you want to be in the business? The People business. can't walk straight line. In the Some business. of these brothers can't rhyme. In the the hey, yo, I'm trying to get mine. The business. You know what I mean? But I knew, t- I knew Tip from, excuse me, from coming up to Jazzy J Studio in the Bronx at Strong City Records. I was in a group called The Ultimate Force. I was a DJ in this group. But fast forward to um, 1991, um, I was lucky enough to make that album, Low End Theory, with the brand Nubians. And that, in hindsight, led to Lord Jamal and Poo- and um, Sadat X rhyme, getting on my album on a song called The Day in the Life. Yep. Okay. And what I've learned from them two is that being on that song The Day in the Life gave them the fortitude to say, hey, we can do this ourselves because evidently there was a rift between Lord Jamal and Grand Pooba at the time, but I was unaware of it. Mm. But um, all of these things led to Punk Jump Up to get beat down, which, um, you know. Ain't nothing but a beat down. Right, but, but, but that one song um, led to them getting the album deal or it has some role into it. I, I can't take the full responsibility of it, but yeah, but you contributed, no doubt. The beat is nasty, straight no up. Doubt. This is not. I don't sit here and uh, sugarcoat it. No doubt. Nobody can listen to that shit and not and, and not you know get their head nodded. Right. But the point I want to make is that um, show business, a day in the life on stunts, busts, and hip hop, and punks jump up, gave Jamal and Poolbot the. Mm, Mm. To say, yo, you know what? We can do this without Poobah if we had to. Yeah, Jamal and Sadat, right? Yes, sir. Jamal and Sadat. You know what's funny? Let me give you uh, the internet who are listening to Combat Jack show uh, uh, fun fact. Some people know this, but uh, there's only one guest who uh, stood us up. Really? Out of all those years. And okay. we sat down with everybody, you know? Right. Grand Poobah. <laughs> Yeah, Poobah. Yeah, we were waiting. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and you know I said this before. You know, you know Carlos from Classic Material. You ever heard of this dude? Spanish dude. He makes like a lot of those hats and tees. Unsure. Anyway, good dude. He was the one who uh, was bringing Poobah. Yo, this right. dude was so felt so bad. He was waiting outside. It was winter time mm-hmm. for like three hours. And I looked at combat. We in combat. We're like drinking something. We're like, yo, tell him to come up. Like, yo, my man, it's all good. <laughs> Don't he? Like, we're good. Like, our minds already. Left that, uh, uh, uh-huh. but yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, that never happened. But it's funny because it's like, did he ever make it here since? No, okay, no, no, no. but it's all good, you know. I wish he would have made it for combat because combat had, I mean, look, man, Pooba, and that's no disrespect to Pooba, Pooba is a, 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 a legend, man, of course. I mean, I, he, he put yeah. on, t- he put Tommy Hilfiger on, yeah, I was just gonna say that, of course, yo, the way he wore Tommy Hilfiger, like people look at Kanye Westwick with Yeezy, or you look at all these other, like. Pooba was that man. Pooba of course, was that for Hilfiger, man. Of course, I remember. I remember. One, I remember going to buy Hilfiger because of Pooba. That's right. What's the four one one? That's right. But I knew him before that. Yeah. Cause, oh cause, shit! Because I, I was I was signed to Strong City Records. He had that song with the Masters of Ceremony, cracked out and sexy. Yo. Yes, sir. Here's another story. Yo, you guys see this is this fucking guy. Yeah. Yo, I remember you saying. I keep on saying. You remember you saying because I remember hearing all these fucking things. When you met Pooba, I remember he took a cab home, 
and you are like, yo, this motherfucker rich. Oh, no, 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 Because I remember. Listen, 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 listen. Right. This, this, is, this is after Sexy. Okay. Sexy was a big hit record in the tri-state. Masters of Ceremony featuring Don Barron. Mm-hmm. So maybe two or three years later, I'm working on my album or maybe the Ultimate Force side, but I don't know what it was. And um, I'm down on 125th Street with Poobah. <laughs> and Poobah said, yo, I'm about to call me a cab to New Rochelle. Fuck. This is like 1990. <laughs> so to me, I'm like, yo, home. I'm like, yo, dogs is fucking rich. It might not sound like shit like 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 right now. Yeah, but back then? Back then, I was like, yo. And you were, you were hopping the train at that time? Still, of right? course. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 1990? <laughs> yeah. No, no question. Yeah. No question. Yeah, but I, I, yo, you know what's funny? But it's funny now because, you know, it's it's nothing right now. You know what I mean? But no, I back then, in 1990, for somebody to say on 125th Street, yo, I'm going to jump in the cab and go to New Rochelle. Yeah. Was fucking major. Yeah, yeah, that may be like three hundred. Not Mount Vernon, New Rochelle. Yo, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moments like that, <laughs> moments like that are the shit that. Like, yo, here, check this out. And I keep on using his combat shit because it's just some some great memories. I remember, and I told this. Uh, I remember like a couple of us. I remember only having like a couple hundred dollars in my bank account. Right. And just Blaze, we were waiting for him. He was one of our co-hosts. I don't know if you remember that at that time. This is, uh, this is I think early on. Early on. All right. He was one of our co-hosts and they were like, yo, Justice coming. Uh, the, he, he just landed at, in, uh, from his helicopter at the heliport. <laughs> at the teleport. <laughs> and I was like, yo, one of my co-hosts. Heliport, right, right. One of my, one of my, uh, one of my co-hosts came here in a helicopter and I got like $300 in my bank account. Right. I always felt that way where I was in the mix. Right. So I can understand what you're, you know what I mean? Saying right. Like, but you, not a part of it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, let me ask you, when did you, I mean, money don't only have to do with it, but when did you feel like you belonged? Maybe like 92. 92, I felt I belonged. You know what I mean? You know, I started making this, I started making a couple of coins. You know what I mean? I was able to move to a nicer, nicer neighborhood. Where was that? Um, I left the Bronx. I left the well. I, I still stayed in the Bronx. I, I left a certain part of the Bronx, and I moved to the Riverdale section of the Bronx. Okay. And you know, for everybody in the Bronx, you know, if you come into a couple, if you come into a couple of coins, and if you want to stay in the Bronx, you're gonna go to Riverdale. Mm. And you know, I was up there at 22 years old. You know what I mean? And I was just, I felt at that point, even after Stunt Puts in Hip Hop, that I was finally in the mix. Mm. Yeah, you arrived. Yo, right. who shot the fo- uh, the album cover for Stunt Puts in Hip Hop? Um, Do you I, remember? I don't remember offhand. Now, who, who did you tell them you want to sit on this, you know, the way you wanted to do that and the pose? No, and- I, no, they, um, they came around, they came around my block as far as projects, and uh, we shot that. Um, in the basketball courts of my projects, which was called the Blue Courts, so that's where that was shot at. Mm. Yeah, because it's it's funny because when you're doing something at that time, you don't even realize. Like people look back at it now, they say that's right. a classic album cover. Obviously, we were, we you know, we went over it and and what it stands for, but you know, it, it's a funny to see how that's put together. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Now, 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 as as we move forward, now, now, what about like who who are you hanging out with at that time too? Like meaning like you know. Like what about like 
Big Daddy Kane or Bismarck or you No, like, at this yeah. time, you know, it's you know, mainly DITC. I'm hanging out with Showbiz and AG. Fat Joe. Lord Finesse and Fat Joe. You know what I mean? OC, OC? was OC wasn't wasn't around in ninety two. At ninety two, OC was a part of organized confusion. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? So I'm hanging out with Showbiz, A. G. Lord Finesse, and of course Fat Joe. Actually, funny you say Fat Joe. Here we go. Or you got a flow, Joe. That's right. You made that, right? That's right. You know, I remember, this is what I love about life. And this is where you should be very, like, and I mean this, like, I'm just proud. And I wish more people, I hope people think like this in hip-hop because our genre should not be a a, 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 a small-lived. Correct. You know, like, like, I look at it this way. If you never drop anything ever again, your contribution should forever be appreciated. Right. That should be with anybody. Just like I always say this, Barry Manuel was touring right now. Ain't nobody like, yo, like, you know, like you washed. Like, no, right, they, right, they're still right. going to see him. Right. You know, but I look at it like Fat Joe and who the fuck he is. I mean, let's be real, man. He is a living legend. Of course. I mean, every, and he's been able to do and, and, and still stay at the, like coming back with these hits. I feel like he has one in his pocket like every two years. Anyway. Right. Remember you, he got he got a number one hit out right now. Yeah, with the uh, Cardi B and this yes. uh, this, yes. this yes. crazy. Yes. This guy is a humongous. Anel, uh, no doubt. I, I forgot his name. On uh, Anuela. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, but here's the thing: you brought him around for people listening who may not. Correct. Know, you brought. I'm him the one that put him on. No doubt. Five labels and they didn't even want to sign him. Correct. Break that down for people listening who may not know. Um, we went to um, we went to PWL. I, I believe he went to Sony. I took him to. And what were um, they saying? And you brought. You they gotta... weren't interested. I took him to. Um, well, Forty Five King wanted to sign him. You know, um, I took him to Jive Records. They passed, but finally, um, at some point, my manager at the time, Chris Lighty, rest in peace. Right, of course, rest in peace. He took Joe under his wing and he signed him to Relativity. Yeah. And then the rest is history. Yeah, I mean, every I think everything that came under the umbrella of Chris Lighty right. uh, was able to see. And it's crazy uh, because Red Alert was playing all of, all of those promos. Oh, they got a flow, Joe, right? Right, but, you know, Red and Chris was violated. Yeah. So it all tied in. You know, I can flow. The name is Fat Joe. I can flow, I can flow, I can flow. Now Sally got a one track mind. Sally got a one track mind. It doesn't matter if it's yours or mine. Cause if you get in dough and you wanna get with her, yeah, you can hit her. Who, who the, I know people ask this all the time, I'm sure they access they still access to you. Who the fuck is Sally? Um, just a a a, a fictitious chick, you know, from Jacks or from around the way who, you know, values material things, you know, more than she values herself. EPMD made one for who? Brenda? Remember? Is that Brenda? I think so. Not Brenda. Not sure. It was somebody. I forgot. God. Uh, I remember EPMD. I remember Eric Sherman talking about a, a character like that. Okay. You know, um, but but again, now you you were moving around. Now you were touring at that time. Were you make like how was? No, at that time I'm not touring. But that was part of the stunt book the hip hop album. Yeah. So that was recorded like maybe like early '92. You know what I mean? Now, when you think back to those times to today, what's the difference of making music now? I mean, you still love it. Your heart's still right. in it. You know, but what's, what's, what's the difference? I mean, obviously, we know the budgets aren't there anymore. You have more control. Like, honestly, like, 
Right. Somebody who you know, I feel like you are, you know you're a very straight shooter. You put your heart into it. You speak the truth. Uh, you always been that way. You know what I mean? Right. Like like right, it, right. It, unfiltered. How, yeah, I know you still love it because you know you wouldn't be doing it. You wouldn't right. still be putting out projects. Right. But what's the difference of back then to now? You know what I mean? Like, I think now, um, if you're a producer, it's just a lot easier. You know what I mean? The the samplers have more time. You know, um, you can work strictly on software where back then, which is hardware. So just the tools are a lot easier now to to create the music. You know what I mean? Um, that's the that's the main difference as far as being a producer. But with technology, you know, it, it it it's it just it's just it's just a lot of shortcuts now to get to the end result. Whereas back then you had to do a little more to get to the end result. Yeah. You ever you ever take a chance to celebrate some of your wins? Like, you know, go to like Hawaii for two weeks or like give it get a chance to Of like, course, yeah. of course. Because some people feel like I don't reason I ask this for is uh some people actually You gotta enjoy yeah. life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I some mean, people think it's like, oh, I'm gonna wait till I get here. You you that you that may never come. Right. Like, I mean, what's some of the, you ever I go? mean, look, I've, I've been in the game 25 years. Shit. So, shit, if I don't do it now, then when the fuck I'm going to do it? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, shit. So, how, 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 like, how did you on, on, on wine, like, go on a trip? Like, you know, like, is that something that, you know? Yeah, you, you, know, I, you know, go on a trip, you know, go overseas, you know, fall back for, for a week or two. Disconnect, recharge. Uh, of course, of course. Yeah. You know, you need that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... You know, even like when you look at it now, like mental health is like a big thing now where people are going to therapy. <laughs> Back then, nobody, you know, I even think about our, our, our you're a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit older than me. But I think about like our fathers, you know, good people, but I don't know how many of your fathers back then would ask actually how you doing. You know what mm. I mean? How you feeling. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's right. like kind of like man to fuck up, you know? Right, uh, right, right, right. And now it's like, I even you know I have a twenty year old and I have a five year about to be a five year old and with the right. five year old, you know you obviously hope to be a better parent from each kid. Right. But um, I you know, I want to try to ask that you know what I'm saying and 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 you know you sometimes you grew up so quick you travel the world you know right. like, I don't know I guess I I guess what I'm saying is you ever feel like you know it's it's traveling the world and living the life you live like you know. You don't you don't speak to your homie or you don't speak to somebody. You think it's important to like talk to somebody or get shit off your chest or get you you know. Today is different, you know. Back right. then, maybe it's bottled up, like you know, because like you dealt with like a shady music labels at times. Right. Maybe that's just some shit you talked about with your friends. But now I feel like it's like almost like it's okay to go to therapy. But back then it wasn't. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you ever see yourself in therapy? No. What about like even if you were married, like divorce therapy or something? Not divorce therapy, like divorce. If, if the hand called for it, yeah. you know what I mean. You know, if, if the hand called for it, then you know I, I would do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Other than that, nah. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a tough thing. The reason why I asked for it too is because it's like we live in a different world now, and I know that like twenty five plus years in this game, man. Shit, you need somebody to talk to. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, if if your career was filled with more lows than highs, yeah, you know, mine has been a balance. What's your most memorable moment? You would say from back um, then? I don't know. Maybe winning that Grammy for the Fugees. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? For people listening, let them know what, uh, what, who may not know. Right. Okay, because what yeah. we're doing is... I produced yeah. the title track, the score mm. of the Fuji's second album. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? And winning a Grammy for that was rewarding mm. on, on a lot of levels. Where, where, where is that Grammy? You drinking Hennessy out of that joint? Uh, all day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> nah, not on Hennessy, though. Don Julio, 1942. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's go. Don Julio, make 1942. Sure, make sure you send the case. Right. Make sure you send the case to the homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, obviously we speak about working on new music, and now we got Dime Piece, Dime Piece 2. That's right. What? Wh- wh- where did that come from? Like, a, It's a continuation from the first Dime Piece. Yeah, but meaning like what made you think of that label? I mean, not labeled that title. Um, Kid Capri gave me the name. Shout out to Kid Capri. Yeah, he said, yo, you should call it the Don Piece. Mm. And I was like, yo, I sat with it for a little while. He was like, yo, but spell it like, you know, the first part of Diamond, D-I-A. But, you know, marinate on that D. And that's what I did. And I said, yo, I'm going to roll with that. When I seen the D-I-A-M, I was yeah. like, it almost confused me. Like, what, what, H-O-M-M-E, like on, like when, when, uh, um, Kanye was like, it's D-O, homie. Right, home, right. Uh-huh, not Dior home, like the way he said. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Now, 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 with 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 Dime Piece, even now you got Dime Piece two out, right? right now, right. is that on? Is that on like Spotify, iTunes, yeah, it, 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 Title? It, it, it's, it's on. It's on all of the um all of the platforms. Now, his 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 the the what I like to know. Okay, is this Diamond D of his still feeling, or is it you feel like? Do you ever feel like you have to like what people like now? Because you know some people like. Oh no 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 no! This is all me. If 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 any of my fans are familiar with the first Don piece, then you know the Don piece too, which is a continuation of that. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna upset you know the hundreds of thousands of fans that I got that's fucking with me already, and try to do some old new shit. But what I do, but what I did was, um inadvertently updated my sound. Mm. But that's just because I'm a competitive producer. Mm. So whether I was working on a new album or not, you know, you, you still gotta you still gotta stay competitive. But if you're a producer who has been around for at least a decade or two, you should have your own sound. You know what I mean? So all you can do is just enhance your own sound and just keep it modern. You know, one thing uh, that I don't think I asked you uh, or we spoke about last time, but who was your inspiration coming up? You know, you grew up in the Bronx. But as far as what? As far as hip-hop. Like, who made you even want to? As far as an MC, a DJ, or a producer? Who, who who would that be? Oh, I'm at my bad. I'm saying, uh, well, let's start with, let's start with uh, uh, as an MC. Uh, Lord Finesse and Grand Pooba, because I was around them the most. I was around Finesse when he did his first album, and I was around Pooba a lot for the first recording of the Brand Nubian album. It's funny that you what you've been able to do with both of them, or do uh, be you know like, be that close. Yeah, right. It's crazy to have that inspiration, and then you know that happened. Now, what about DJ? Um, wow. Uh, Grandmaster Flash, mm-hmm. my man DJ Supreme from South Bronx. Um, DJ Rock and Ron from the South Bronx McKinley Projects. Um, Theodore, you know, he lived on 169th and Boston Road. I lived on 165th off mm. Boston Road. So I was, you know, as a little kid, I'm around all of these guys. They would come outside and DJ, set their equipment up. And, you know, I might have been like 10 or 11, 11 years old, and I just stood by the ropes all day. 
and just try to just get a peek of what they was you know peek at what they were cutting mm. you know what i mean and um the break beats is what really pulled me into hip-hop as a kid pete you know what i mean it wasn't really the mc it was just those fucking those yeah, fucking those, records with the drums on those break beats made me break dance man right because i was able to uh give them the 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 windmill with the break beat and I right tr- right right i was trying to uh, Man, I remember. Uh, I, I can't break dance like that no more. No doubt. You know, my, my, unless I stretch out, I gotta do hot right. yoga now. You know, but that's I mean? your origin. <laughs> as a dancer. Now, I love break dancing. I love break dancing growing up. You know, yeah. it's funny too because I, you know, I, I used to is is this story that rolls around for people who know of you know my history. But uh, uh, just Blaze, somebody that I feel like could do anything. Right. Like this guy is super talented, man. Yeah. I mean. Uh, of course, he could break dance too. Who the fuck knew? <laughs> and he was battling uh, Dallas Penn and 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 and, and uh, combat. Okay. But they were doing some top heavy shit. Right. And uh, they didn't know. None of them knew. It's like 2011, maybe 2010. Okay. And no, none of them knew that uh, he went down to the floor. No, just plays did. Yeah, did a head uh, spin. Okay. Oh shit. I was like, oh shit. And uh, so who knew? So when he moved away from them. I hit him on. I tapped him on the back, like kind of like yo, one second, man. Right. And I hit a windmill into a hand, uh, uh, you know, like a hand, hand. I spin it on my hand, turned up, and then went back into a windmill, and then went back on my head. And then the whole crowd was like, "Oh shit!" And so right, me and right, Josh, right. we have battled a couple of times, but I remember right. combat. And everybody went, "What the fuck?" Like we didn't know you had to break. You and just connected on that level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So right. we done like three or four battles. So some of them were worse than you know. Some of them were good, but that. But the point I'm making is that that's because I'm not. Like, I've learned as you get older, like, if you don't stretch, it's kind of like anything. Like, you know, even though you get on a bike, you could ride it Correct, again, correct. But the shit may hurt your legs the next day. Yeah. You know? But but when we think about, you know, I think, I think you know, we think about, we spoke about who inspired you as a DJ, who inspired you as an MC. Now, get to the, to, to the producer yeah, part. Yeah, who inspired you as a producer? Oh, man. Because, again, I'm going to say this way. Before you even go, I want to <laughs> say this to the internet. Listen, Diamond D is underrated. Anybody listening, I want you to go and check his production credits. Mm. Uh, I'm sure there has to be a site that could list uh, a lot of production yeah. he has done. And mm-hmm. I promise you, he's one of those dudes, and that's what I love about uh, you, is he's one of those dudes that you could be like, oh, shit, I didn't know he produced that. Right. Well, yes, he did. Abscap should know, you know. Yeah, some of my mentors or inspirations in production were, of course, Marley Moore, mm, the legendary. You know everything he did at Cold Chilling, up until the Def Jam stuff with LL Cool J, um, the Bomb Squad, mm. Keith Shockley. Oh uh, man, Keith, Keith Shockley, Hank Shockley, yeah, Hank Eric Sadler. Man, yo, I love them guys, yo. Those dudes made me step my own shit up. Let me tell you, Pete, yo, the um the song America's Most Wanted by Ice Cube, yeah. that one joint right there changed my whole shit because, you know, I thought I was nice, and I was nice, but listening to the, to the way they put that, that, that particular song together made me step my whole shit. I got a lot of respect for the Bomb Squad. Um, I can't forget the 45 King. Mm. His earlier work with with Queen Latifah, a King and Queen creation. That one joint right there, major. The shit he did with Chill Rob G, Lord um, Lakim Shabazz. You know, um, I can go on and on. You know, Prince Paul with the De La Soul shit. Um, the Jungle Brothers, mm-hmm. done by the forces of nature. That whole album, 
all of these things helped craft it, helped shape me to to record Stunch Bloods and Hip Hop in the manner that I did. Isn't it crazy that some of these people have become your peers, man? Yeah. You know? Exactly. It, it's yeah. crazy. And I'm glad. That's why, that's why I've always loved, you know, we, you know, I've always loved podcast from the early beginning even when people thought it was cute now it's just like uh, having an iphone informative but i liked it because you know what people listen and sometimes they don't get to hear uh you know how much they inspired you or how much uh, you know love you have for them or or maybe if they were just a piece of shit some people need to know um (laughs) you know when i think about oh i can't leave out my man jazzy j oh yeah okay of course you know he's the dude who took me under his wing you know what I mean? His production on Suicide Busy B, mm. his 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 scope of drum programming, just to come up under his mentorship. You know, he's the guy who directly shaped me. But I was listening to other stuff as I just as I just um mentioned. But I can't I can't leave out Jazzy J. Mm. You know what I mean? Of course. Yeah, of course. Diamond D. When you think about who he's listening to today, you know, there's obviously you're doing things with uh, uh, terminology. You've done things with static. You, you know, you you still move with a lot of, of different course, people. Of course, of but course. But even, like, who's some of, like, you know, who are you listening to? You know, I'm listening to the Don piece, too, right okay. now. You know, I got Twister on yeah, there. Go I, got, I got Afro Yo, how, on how, there. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. How'd you, <laughs> how'd you get Twister, man? Oh, I just reached out to him. Like, mm. yo, Twister, yo, I'm working on a new joint. I need you, fam. Mm. And he said, yo, D, shoot me the beat. So I love. You know, I got him. I got Afro. On, I got him and Afro on, this, on the same track. Afro held his own. You know, I got, I, got, I got a joint with Fat Joe, mm. Raekwon, and Fred the Godson. Of course, Survivor Die. Yo, Fred the God... You know, you know what I want. I mean, he's been able. He's nasty, man. Of course. And and uh, you know, I, nice. I, I actually got to have him up here soon. You know, I'm gonna holler at him. You know, I'm gonna tell him come I up just, here. I just, I just, you know, it's funny, man. I feel like he's like he's another one where I feel like um, maybe he didn't go to that next level yet. Well, but, you know, but, it, I, but he is. I don't know yeah. Fred's business, but hopefully he'll get picked up by a major. Even though in 2019 you don't need a major. You can do it independently as long as you got a strong following. Yeah, but I mean, Fred gets busy. That's what I'm saying. No doubt, he's nasty. No doubt. So, so, so on Dime Piece Two, Afro, Twister, Twister, Fat Joe, Fat Joe, Raekwon, Raekwon, so, Fred so the Godson. The oh, they're all on the same track, Pete. What? Wait, wait, wait. Survive or die. Mm-hmm. Talk all to right? me. Yeah, so they're on that track. I got a drink with David Banner. I got a drain with Exhibit and Styles P. I got the boot camp click on there. You know what I mean? I got my new artist out of Harlem called Snooze. You know what I mean? I got Raheem Devon on there. Raheem Devon. You know what I mean? It's just one of those albums. You know what I mean? So Now, now it, when when you were making this, is, right. that, is, that, is that like, did you think of like who I would want on this? Is that how? Because you're a producer I did. as well. You yes, know? I did. I did. I didn't want to get anybody I used on obviously on Don Piece Piece One. Yep. You know what I mean? But um yeah, I thought that out. Now Raekwon, man, it's like think about how many years he's been. One thing I love is like you think about a group. Same as me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one year later. I'm ninety two, he's ninety three. what's your relationship with Ray, man? Oh man, Ray's the homie. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I when I told him, you know, I was working on my new album, you know what I mean? He said, Yo, D, just shoot me the track, we'll get busy. You know what I mean? And um, maybe about 
two weeks ago, I shot him a beat, and um, he said him and Ray, him and um, Ghostface are gonna jump on it. So I'm kind of excited about that. Just to be in the game 25 plus years and still being able to reach out, you know, to artists that are still making waves right now. You know what I mean? The same thing with Snoop Dogg. You know what I mean? I, you know, I only met Snoop one time in person, and that might have been like maybe nine years ago. And last year, I hit him up like, yo, I'm working on my new album. You know, I'd love to have you aboard. He said, yo, Diamond, shoot me the beat. Mm. I shot him the first joint. You know, it took him a while to holler back, so I said, you know what? Let me go in the lab make something else for him. I did that. I shot it back to him. And two weeks later, Snoop Dogg shot me back his vocals. That's one of my favorite joints on the album. Mm. It's called Turn It Up. Mm. You know what I mean? So... No, yo, yo, you got to, you got to put yourself out there, Pete. You know, I, I you know, you, that's a great point you just brought up because you've been around a long time. You, 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 you a stand-up dude. You know, uh, like I said before, I'll say it again: a straight shooter, somebody that just shoots straight from the hip. How hard is it? Because a lot of artists, if he didn't go back to you, a lot of artists don't know how to make that transition. Like, mm. kind of like fuck that. He don't fuck with me. Not saying about only Snoop, just in general. Right. I see it. I hear it all the time. Uh, you know, people sometimes don't want to do the follow up. Well, don't take don't don't take it personally. Like mm-hmm. I'm an artist too, and you know it might be it might be other artists that I fuck with, and they might send me something to rhyme on, and I might be like, "Yo, send me something else." Mm. You know what I mean? It don't mean that I don't want to fuck with you. I just don't like this 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 track. You know what I mean? So, no, don't take it personally, all the time. You know, because we're all artists, and you know, if if if, if the beat moves you, a motherfucker gonna jump on you. And I learned that dealing with Snoop. You know, because I sat there for like two months, like, damn, we you know why, you know, why fam ain't hitting me back. And I said, you know what? Let me let me let me make something else for him. I took it upon myself to do that. I could have just said, you know, fuck it, he ain't fucking with me, and you know, had all these feelings, which 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 would have amounted to nothing. But I went in there, I went back in the lab, made something else, I made something new, and I shot it to Snoop. And boom, a week later, he's on a grand rhyming to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it taught me that, you know, don't take everything so personal. And I'm an artist myself. You know what I mean? So I get it. You know, if you get a track, if if, if you shoot if you shoot somebody a track and it moves them, they're gonna jump on it. That shit is beautiful. I love stories like that. Now, with Timepiece, are you going to go on a tour? Are you going to go international? Are you going to, you know, you have any plans well, you know, Pete, for Timepiece too? There's, there's a lot of artists on, on a Timepiece too. So the only, yeah, way, yeah, only yeah. way I can really go on a tour is if, you know, I plan it out and get some sponsorships in line and things of that nature. It's not a Diamond D album where I'm rhyming on every track. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? But, so. what's, but I'm sure you'll be doing some tour dates soon or, or some DJing soon. Yeah, well, Do you have I'm, anything else? I'm going, that, yeah. I'm going over to Europe in de- in um, December and January. Okay. Christmas time. And, uh, right. You know, along with Large Pro. Shouts to Large Pro. Um, AG and Sadat X. You know, uh, I remember one time hearing that you, uh, I, I got to remember, I had to write this down because I don't even fucking, because you're the guy that handles all this audio stuff and uh, producing stuff, but. Remember one time you said that you were one of the first to put a sample on a Speed 45 or something like that? Yeah. I, what the I, yeah. fuck does that mean? Well, you know, um, albums play on Speed 33. Okay. Right? Okay, that's regular, like, 12-inch vinyl, right? 33 usually used Correct. to say on that, right? Correct. 
And um, there's a song on my first album called A Day in the Life with the brand newbies, obviously. Mm. And um, that's the record that I had to put on sport on, on speed 45, which, which which meant just sped it up. You know what I mean? So in that respect, that was like 1991, early 92. I remember hearing also that you like to uh, spin records backwards. That's how you got some of your, a sample one time or something, or spinning it backwards to see what it was saying, or you know what I'm talking about? Like you know, remember you saying that that you you would spin it backwards to get like a right to hear it different. Or, well, you know what? Um, again, shouts out to the Bomb Squad. There's a song called um, Terminator X Valley of the Jeep yep. Beats, and they sampled. I don't want to say what they sampled, but they sampled something backwards so anyone who has that vinyl if you if you spin it backwards you'll hear the sample in there you know what i mean and that might have been like i don't know 1989 90 you know what i mean so again shouts out to the bomb squad you know one thing i'm i know a lot of artists have been around a long time one thing that uh that is special is the uh advances and the money that we were, you know, getting from the uh, labels. I mean, right. there, there was people getting some, you know, big checks. Yeah. And they don't give those like that anymore. You Correct. Know? You know, how how hard was that for you to navigate, like, transition to find a way to do it differently? Also, in the same time, think about it. Even producing used to be in the uh, studio with a lot of people. Now you could just right. send shit. You live both, uh, you live both those Technology. Lives. Yeah. But you, you adapted know, to it. Some well, people, you yeah. know what? Check it out, Pete. You know, because of technology, that's one of the reasons why labels don't really get big advances no more. Because um, from, from a label's perspective, why should I spend $100,000 recording your album when you can have the top-notch Pro Tools set up for about $800? Mm. And then you record at your leisure, in your living room or in your bedroom or wherever you have it set up at. You know what I mean? So technology played a, a large role into that because, like I said, we don't have to go into these big studios no more. All you have to do is just find a capable engineer and you can get busy. Do you remember uh, getting a, a big check from the label and going and buy something for that that uh, that you, could, you couldn't buy when you were young? I know you, you know, yeah. gold chains and rings, shit like that. <laughs> Kicks, you know, yeah, you know, stupid, but you always stay with kicks. Shit like that. You, you know always I mean? stay with kicks. It's, you know, it's. I feel like we grew up. You know, it's funny, man, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what you think of this, but um, I feel like we grew up in New York, like Brooklyn, Bronx, same shit. Right, 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 same shit. And the rotten apple. We would look good and sometimes not be good. Yeah. I always tell people focus on being good as much as you focus on looking good. Right. Like you know, you still you get you always get fresh from back right. in the day to now. Right. Even though I remember we don't like Jordans or whatever it was, of if course. it was Jabos, if it was a uh, right uh, across whatever, it was, it, whatever it was polo. Right. And 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 it's funny because I see some people and I'm like, damn man, like when you and maybe other places do this, but in New York, I remember we were fresh to fucking death. Yeah. Motherfuckers, I never know if you had you had a bad day unless you told them. <laughs> right, right, you right. Because yeah. and, and it's still it's still that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, no about, doubt, no you doubt. You think about social media. Yeah, motherfuckers see you in Hawaii, you be like, "Yo, what up? Right. What up, baby?" And people are like, "Oh, he living his best life." Right, 
But you might be, you know, you might be on your mother's couch. Yeah, yeah. You know, and all that. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. You like social media? Of course. Yeah. Of course. If, if, if you're an artist, you know, you, I mean, hey, it's right, it's in your hands. You direct, direct to consumer. Exactly. Direct to your fans, man. You know, it's great. It's, it's still great to see, you know, you putting out stuff and people still wanting to hear it. Yeah. And, and, and you, it's being, a blessing. you being creative 25 plus years you know, uh, 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 still putting stuff out, still, still touring, right? Still, still DJing. Is there one that I, I know you mentioned this a bunch of times before? Of like that when you are a producer, you put on your producer hat. When you're an MC, you put on. But is there one that you favor more, or to this day still love to do better? Like, cause um, I seen you. Didn't you do like forty fives uh, spinning? Yeah, right, you I, know? I, I do forty fives. Yeah. Um. My first love is being a DJ. Yeah. yeah a record player, right? That's Didn't what mom I, say, uh, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. bought two record players? I bought two 1200s. <laughs> and I brought Techniques. them home. Yeah. And my mom said, yo, you spent $1,000 on two record players? Don't I'll never forget that shit. Don't ever ask me, friend. Right, right, again. right. They were actually about a little over $800, but the point was made. Um, Look at you now, man. So DJ, right. DJ is my first love. Um, and then, you know, if you know the history of producers, most hip-hop producers started off as DJs, whether it's Timberland, um, Q-Tip, Dr. Dre, Pete Rock, you know, um, High Tech, mm. you know. Um, High Tech's another underrated man. Not that, that dude is nasty. Not Havoc. Too. I mean, you know, I'm leaving, you know, DJ Quick. Yeah. You know, everybody starts, you know, most DJs um, start off, and then become producers. Um, so that was that's my first love producing. Well, actually DJing is, but then it became producing, and then the MCing thing I just did secondary. Yeah, right. Clark Kent, of course. Yeah, you know he 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 mastered that. You know, mm-hmm. LES. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even you know, even Alchem- just, Alchemist. Alchemist. Yeah. Even, yeah, you I know. seen Alchemist last week, man. Um, where at? Uh, uh, Philadelphia. He okay. was uh, filming the Fuck That's Delicious shit with uh, Action Bronson. Of course, of course. He's a TV guy now, too, now, this guy. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> He's living Shout out to Alchemist. You, you, you know. Former member of the Hooligans. Oh, 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 yeah. Soul Assassins. Oh, yeah. That's right. You know, as we wind this episode down, <laughs> thinking about. <laughs> thinking about. That's right. Thinking about <laughs> nah, nah, I know the history. Thinking about East Coast, right? Yeah. What, what was your feelings about West Coast when you were coming up, like, you know, making Listen, music. yo, that first N.W.A. album, that shit was banging. You know, and that's my first, really, introduction to the West Coast. The Egyptian lover stuff, you know, I really wasn't into that electro-hip-hop. It just reminded me of a spinoff of the Soul Sonic Force, which um, is no disrespect to the Soul Sonic Force, of course, with Africa Bambada, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I really got into West Coast from from those from from now from those first two NWA albums. You know what I mean? So you ever got a chance to meet Easy? Never. Oh, you know I did meet Easy. I met him one time, maybe like 1992, at some festival in in um in LA. Mm. But we didn't really chop it up. But I remember you know meeting him like, "Yo, what's up? What's up?" You know, in passing. Who's somebody that you met? It doesn't even have to be rapper, but you ever met like that you met and that was like real random for you, you know? Sometimes you know you be in a room, an actor being there. Or, who actually? Who was a fan of you that 
you never never knew or until until they came up to you and told um, you. Um, I forgot it. his name. Gary Oldham. Mm. He's a he's an actor. Could be I don't know Gary Olson maybe Oldham. I, I don't know, but um, Common Common posted a clip, and um, that actor he was actually rhyming some of the lyrics, you know, to one of my joints. Common. So, no, Gary. His name is Gary Oldham. I I don't know. Yeah, I I, I could be off. But um, in that one instance, you know, that was that was kind of cool. Well, you had listen. You had Anthony Mason, of course, at your the best kept secret. Yo, rest in peace. Rest in peace, the big right. Mace man. Right. He he was what New York is missing, man. From yeah. the Knickerbockers, man. Queens, Cuba. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of you know elbow you in your face, you know. Right. Hold that. Hold that. Sit the fuck down, man. That's right. How, how special was that shoot, man? That video shoot. Uh, it was special to me, you know. I, you know, I'm I'm a big basketball head, so you know the point that the director at that time, I believe his name was David Mays. He was actually able to get um, Anthony Mason for that video. You know, I was very appreciative of that. Yeah, I'll give you a story real quick. Right. Uh, we're in A three C. Anthony Mason's uh, across the street. Combat's like, Yo, Pete, that's Anthony Mason. I'm right. Like, Shit, that is. Right. He goes, let's go, let's go say what's up to him. Right. <laughs> and uh, we go over to him. He's like, yo, what's up, Mace? He's like, Combat Jack. And he's like, yeah, how you doing? And he's like, okay. And then uh, we were looking up at him. Like, this right, fucking right. Like, and, and, and I was like, I looked at Combat. I hit his elbow. I'm like, yo, it's, you know, he's like, all right, man, peace. You know, right. and I was like, yo. He's like, he's like, nah, he ain't fucking with us. I'm like, yo, man, he don't know who the fuck we are. Right, right. What the fuck, you know? Like, that's one thing I always enjoyed about dude because I remember when we went to A3C in 2010. Yeah, should have said, yo, that best kept secret video was hot. Yeah, yeah. Should, <laughs> that would have been it right we there. We should have used something to, right, right, to, be, right. to, to, to kill the awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, shouts to Mace. Rest of in course, peace, Of course, of course. Listen, Diamond, man. Um, I'm finally glad that we were able to sit down. I know we were going back and forth. No doubt. We made um, it happen, yo. You know, and, and, and Dime Piece is out. Dime Piece 2. Yeah. Uh, and, and not only Dime Piece 2, I want people to go search the catalog of mm. Diamond D. Go on to Spotify. Go on to iTunes. Right. You know, or just Google Go, go on the title. Yeah, Google Right, yeah. right, right. You know, go and check out. You know, this is, I'll be honest with you, D, this is what I love about these type of episodes because people listening who may know of you, maybe they learn something new. Or maybe people who didn't know you know at all, and and it gives them, you know, think about it, it gives them the idea to Google, yes. to look, right, and they're like, yo, oh, this is a dope song, and then a song that you you know could have been you forgot about all years ago, right, exactly. becomes a favorite of somebody else's, exactly. That's you know, music is 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 weird the way and and right. like changed a lot of how people receive it. You know, but mm-hmm. but it's funny because even like my daughter, she'll be listening to stuff and then she'll be like, oh, you know about that? I'm like, come on, man. This right. song came out 20, you know, 30 uh, years ago. To touch on that um, real quick before we go, um, I think this is the this is the 20th anniversary of Most Def's um, first album, Black on, uh, Black on the Hand Side. Mm. And um, a lot of people didn't know that I produced hip hop on that album. Really? You know, no, they didn't. Um but just to touch on what you said about, you know, me producing songs that people might not be familiar with. You know what I mean? And that's definitely one of them. Can I can I uh let people know who I mean, we went over a few uh Fuji's. We you know, we, we spoke about Sally got a one track mind, we spoke about uh 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 brand Nubian, mm-hmm. uh punks jump up to get beat down. Uh what's some other ones that people may not know? Uh um, um Buster Rhymes, the Buster Bust remix. Yep. Um, Buster Rhymes, what the fuck you want? Mm. Farrah Marsh, the light. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Most deaf. Uh, most deaf hip hop. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, again, the Pharaoh Monch, the Fat truth, Joe. The, the truth, the ass, Fat Joe. Um, I produced damn near his whole album, the first album, um, Flow Joe. Um, I mean, you know, the Fugees. I'm leaving out people. I, I you know. know. Whenever you mention, you, you, you leave people <laughs> Queen out. Queen Latifah. Yeah. You know what I mean? KRS-One. The teacher. Cypress Hills, House of Pain, Exhibit, The Far Side. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Internets. Right. Man, we could go on for fucking ever. Yeah. But, um... You know, and, and the DITC stuff, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, a lot of digging into crazy shit, Of course. Man. You know, shouts rest to- Rest in uh, peace to my man, Big L. Yep, yep. Rest in peace, Big you L. You I mean? Of course. Shouts to the whole uh, digging the whole into crazy family. Lord Finesse, Showbiz, AG. Mm-hmm. DJ Premier. Premier, Fat Joe, OC, Buck Wild. Mm. Internets, listen, um, go check the catalog. Go check, like I said, Spotify, Tidal, SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, Google- the one and only, the legendary, the underrated but very appreciated uh, Diamond D. Yes, sir. Blessing, my brother. No doubt, Pete. Cheer. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, I want you to email me at thepremiumpeachow at gmail.com. Again, that email is thepremiumpeachow at gmail.com. Let me know what you thought. And listen, all my advertisers out there, all my big businesses, my small businesses, whoever, a friend, a store, you want to advertise on the Premium Pete Show? Email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com, and let's get working, okay? Make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a comment on all streaming platforms and podcasts. Tell a friend to tell a friend, and we'll see you next episode. Cheer.